0: Well, hello there, grown-ups. You already know that we depend on your support to keep making Bust or Trust, but we have some exciting news for supporters. If you
1: subscribe and support Bust or Trust on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, you'll get access to weekly subscriber bonus episodes with extra evidence, ad-free listening and early access to
0: all our episodes. But there's more you will now get a weekly newsletter full of fun facts book recommendations fun new words and a monthly coloring poster to print at home featuring some of the weird and most wildest mysteries we've investigated to support the show and get access to all these great goodies just click subscribe in apple podcasts
1: subscribe to patreon via spotify or visit patreon.com forward slash or trust podcast for more information visit our website at bust trust
0: Can you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or are you a zombie who wants to know how best to swap brains for grains for a much healthier diet? <sighs> Tiernan, there are no such thing as zombies. Aren't there? Are you a myth buster? Or a myth truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids mystery
1: podcast. And, and we, we are, are the Busters or Trusters. Trusters. We look into some very strange stories from all around the world. No mystery is too big for us. Monsters, ghosts and all kinds of unusual sightings. You know, like when you see snails without shells. What's happened there? Have they just popped out without their house? Tiernan, those
0: are slugs. Oh, I get it now. Thanks. We will dive into all the evidence we can find and present all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's up to you, our chief detective. You'll work out what it all means and make up your own mind. Is our case a global conundrum or just fibs and humdrum? Hmm. Are you a mythbuster like me? Because things aren't always what they seem. Or are you a myth truster like me?
1: Because some things can't be explained. They just are.
0: Are what? They just are, uh are, yeah? (sighs) Phrases like that make me want to say, ah, too. Sorry.
1: We'll tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or the best one, Team Truster. We'll also hear from you, our chief detectives, and your thoughts on the previous cases, so stay tuned.
0: But until then, make sure you take notes, pay attention to all the information and start putting together your case.
1: The Case.
0: Hi, Athena. Ow! Sorry, I forgot to lift the visor up. Ah, that's better. Um, I said, hi, Athena. Tiernan, you terrified me. Are you wearing a suit of armour? Yes, I thought I'd dress up especially for this
1: week's exciting case. It's about one of the greatest nights ever known.
0: Ah, oh, Was it the night you had to try and walk home in armour in hot weather? And it took you ages.
1: Ha ha. No, Athena, it's about the knight, warrior and famous ruler of Britain, King Arthur Pendragon of Camelot. Er, uh, don't you mean... Yeah, right, alleged ruler of Britain. That's right, though, we are investigating whether King Arthur was a real historical figure or just a legend. But whatever it is, you must be excited that we're going to tell our chief detectives all about the man who pulled the sword from the stone.
0: You know what, Tiernan? I do love the adventures of King Arthur, even if they're just stories. Well, that's up to our chief detectives to decide. Sit round the table and I'll give everyone some King Arthur facts.
1: Um, I'm not actually sure I can sit down. You just get started and uh, I I might have to put something more comfortable on. You do
0: that. King Arthur was a legendary king who supposedly ruled Britain in the late 5th century to early 6th century after the Romans left. By Britain, I mean the countries of England, Wales and Scotland, which are made up of various Celtic tribes who were known together as the Britons. In fact, King Arthur was said to have united the Britons under one ruler and helped them fight off invasions from the Saxons of northern Germany. Most people know King Arthur from the famous stories of being the young man who was able to pull Excalibur from the stone. Excalibur was a sword that could only be removed by the rightful king, or so the legend tells us. Other famous stories about King Arthur tell us about his kingdom of Camelot, his knights and their meetings at the Round Table, his Queen Guinevere, the good wizard Merlin and his sorceress sister Morgan Le Fay. These have been told in books, films, television shows and plays all across the world. While there are lots of legends about King Arthur, none of them are quite the same, making it very hard to prove if he was a real person or not.
1: Well, I've seen large stones that haven't got any swords in them, so someone must have taken them out. That's all I'm saying. But of course, it's up to our chief detectives to decide whether King Arthur existed or not.
0: And on that note, I think it's time we presented the chief detectives with the evidence to help them make up their minds, don't you? Of course. On to piece of evidence number one. First
1: piece of evidence. There are a few old books that mention King Arthur, but the most famous is The History of the Kings of Britain. It was written in 1140 by Geoffrey of Monmouth, a Welsh monk. It's a long book, but at the end he talks all about King Arthur and mentioned many of the parts of the story we know, like Camelot, Merlin and the sword Excalibur. The story goes... Then Sir Arthur looked on the sword and liked it passing well. Whether liketh you better, said Merlin, the sword or the scabbard? Me liketh better the sword, said Arthur. Ye are more unwise, said Merlin, for the scabbard is worth ten of the swords. For whilst ye have the scabbard upon you, ye shall never lose no blood, be ye never so sore wounded. Therefore keep well the scabbard always with you. So Merlin told Arthur that Excalibur's scabbard, the cover you put the sword into, would keep him safe from harm.
0: You know, that sort of thing. Me liketh that story. But most historians agree that Geoffrey of Monmouth's writings are unreliable. They were written hundreds of years after Arthur was supposed to have been alive. Plus, a lot of Geoffrey's manuscripts, they're quite fantastical. I think they're fantastic too. No, Tin, and fantastical. That means things that aren't real, like fictional stories. His stories about Arthur contain mentions of magic and dragons, which I'm pretty sure weren't around in the 5th or 6th century Britain.
1: Well, not if all those dragons were slain by brave knights. No, of course they weren't. But seriously, Geoffrey of Monmouth never said if he thought Arthur was real or not, just that he translated it all from an ancient book into Latin.
0: So maybe he got a few bits wrong. He never said what that book was, though, and historians now believe he cobbled together lots of details from different historic British figures to make one amazing Celtic superhero. I think Geoffrey of Monmouth may just have been a brilliant storyteller.
1: Wow, King Arthur is like a one-person Avengers. Amazing. Well, even if old Jeff was adding some details, how does that explain? Piece of evidence number two. Second piece of evidence. King Arthur's birthplace of Tintagel in Cornwall. Geoffrey of Monmouth mentioned it in his writing as the place that Arthur was born, and evidence shows there was a large settlement there in the 5th to 7th century, which is the time he was meant to have been alive. An English archaeologist called Winscott did a lot of research and digs in the Tintagel area. He and his team discovered that not only did lots of people live there when Arthur was meant to, but most residents in Tintagel also lived in comfortable, properly built homes. And that's strange as it was the Dark Ages when most people were very poor and living in Britain was very tough. Perhaps it's the sort of location a king may have arisen from? They also discovered a large stone slab with the word Artognew carved on it. We don't know what that word means, but some people have insisted it's an old way of saying Arthur and the stone was there to show you that you were in the king's realm.
0: Wow, that is amazing that they could find details of a settlement from so long ago. Archaeology is fascinating. But that's not evidence that King Arthur lived there. It's just a theory. Experts in the Celtic language say that Artognu probably doesn't even mean Arthur. Well, as you say, it isn't likely, but
1: that doesn't mean it isn't true. And what does it mean then, unless Tognu meant there was somewhere nearby you could do art about a gnu?
0: Hmm, I don't think there are gnu's in Cornwall, but that's a good point. There is still a chance it could mean Arthur, even though it's very unlikely.
1: And even if we aren't sure where Arthur was born, we might know where he was buried. Third piece of evidence. The third piece of evidence is the discovery of Arthur and Guinevere's skeletons in Glastonbury Abbey in south-west England. Guinevere was Arthur's queen and true love, and it seems the two were buried together, which is romantic. Gerald of Wales wrote a guide in 1191 on how to be a ruler, and there's a section in his writings all about King Arthur. And in it he says Arthur's and Guinevere's bodies were discovered by monks between two stone pyramids in the famous Glastonbury Abbey. Gerald said, Buried deep in the earth in a hollow oak and deposited becomingly in a marble tomb. Here too a leaden cross, placed under a stone, which I have seen, for I have touched these letters carved there, contained... Here lies buried the glorious King Arthur and Guinevere, his second wife in the Isle of Avalon. The bones were in an old oak coffin and, get this, the male skeleton was approximately nine feet tall. The body of a giant
0: king! OK, but you're missing that many historians think this was all a fraud carried out by the monks of Glastonbury Abbey. Fraud means deceiving someone, usually to make yourself richer. In 1184, just before Gerald's writing, there had been a fire at the Abbey. And what better way to raise money than a tourist attraction of giant king bones? That's very suspicious timing to find the giant legendary skeleton, if you ask me. Plus, the skeletons mysteriously disappeared in 1539, so we have absolutely no way to tell who those bones belonged to. This is the problem with ancient legends. There
1: weren't modern methods available to check things. Which is a shame, as there's so much more I'd have loved to have known about King Arthur. Really? Like what? Well, for a start, the legends say he held meetings with all his knights at the legendary round table, a huge circular table that some stories say had 12 knights, some 150, all sitting round it discussing their plans. I'd like to know what happened to that table. Good point.
0: If that huge round table did exist, I wonder where it went. It is the sixth century in the kingdom of Camelot, home of Arthur Pendragon. The time has come for the king to gather his most loyal and trusted knights and show them his magnificent new table where they could discuss all their future adventures.
1: Knights of Camelot, my loyal companions and fiercest warriors in all the land, I welcome you to my castle and to this... Our new place of meeting, where we sit as equals to discuss our quests. I bring you the triangular table. Please be
0: seated. (coughs) Um, your majesty? Uh, Yes, Sir Percival? Do I have to sit here? The pointy bit is really digging into my stomach. Well, uh, you could swap with Sir Bors the Younger. No, thanks. I'm on a pointy bit, too. It's not very nice.
1: This table doesn't work, does it? No, no, no. no. Oh, well, I really thought a triangle table looked cool. Okay, everyone leave. I will fix this right away. Knights of Camelot, my loyal companions and fiercest warriors in all the land, I welcome you to my castle and bring you the Star Table. Sire? Yes, Sir Lancelot, you may speak? This one has even more pointy bits than the triangle. Ah! Okay, everyone out. The arrow table. Ow! Oh, for goodness sake. The oblong table. (laughs) It looks like a sausage. Everybody out. I bring you, and this had better be the last time, the round table. Oh, this is good. We can all see each other too. My thoughts exactly. Now, everyone, please help me just lift it up and put it a bit more central to the room. Who let go? Well, that's just rolled out of the door. Unbelievable. Right, back to Zoom meetings, everyone. This is just
0: silly. And that is how the story of the round table endeth. King Arthur would go on to lose many battles because his knights couldn't hear the plans on Zoom when he forgot to press unmute.
1: That is fascinating. But that table must have rolled somewhere, right? Ooh, maybe the lady in
0: the lake has her lunch at it. Tiernan, that was just a sketch, so it isn't evidence in any way at all.
1: Well, that's what you say.
0: And it's also correct. Shall we round up the evidence for all our two detectives so they can decide for themselves if King Arthur really existed or not? Let's do it.
1: Evidence Recap Our first piece of evidence is the writings of Geoffrey of Monmouth in 1140, who told the tale of King Arthur for the first time, telling many of the stories we know about him today.
0: But many of Geoffrey's writings are unreliable, with contradicting facts and some really fantastical parts about magic and dragons.
1: Our second piece of evidence is King Arthur's birthplace of Tintagel, where archaeologists discovered there was a settlement at the time
0: Arthur was meant to have been born. And there's a stone slab that says Artognew. But Celtic experts say that probably doesn't mean Arthur, and evidence of a settlement doesn't prove that King Arthur was born or lived there. Our final piece of evidence was the discovery
1: of two skeletons in Glastonbury Abbey with a lead cross that says they are King Arthur
0: and Queen Guinevere. Except many historians think it was all a hoax to raise money for repairs to the monastery. So now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives, to
1: work out whether King Arthur existed or not. What do you think? Are you a King Arthur mythbuster Or a King Arthur myth truster? We want to hear from you and what you think. And most importantly, which side you're on. Obviously mine though, right?
0: Uh, I wouldn't be so confident if I was you. Send us your voice notes with an explanation of why you're a myth-truster or myth-buster when it comes to the legend of King Arthur.
1: All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email
0: us your voice notes to hello at bustortrust.com. Tell us your name age, what you think all the evidence means, and please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes in our next episode. We won't always be able to use all of them. But we do love
1: to hear them, and here are a few thoughts from some of you lot, our chief detectives, on the last few episodes. This week, we have had some lovely reviews come in from you, Chief Detectives. Thank you so much. Uh, First up on Apple Podcasts, the UK one, uh, Reviews sent us a review, which is confusing. But how amazing that that's your name and you also review things. Brilliant. Um, And they said great for sleep stories. I am loving these. I'm excited for the night, just so I can listen to them. I have ideas sometimes, like, why don't they change roles sometimes, like swapping busters and trusters around sometimes? Well, that's a lovely review. Thank you very much, uh, reviews. And I should say. You can listen to it in the day as well, but I love that you listen to it at night. Um, and that's a great suggestion. We could swap Athena to Team Truster sometimes, and then, you know, I could stay on Team Truster, and then that way I might actually win. Great plan. Thank you. Then we had this from Jinx on Spotify. It is such a bust. I agree with Athena. Demons are not the cause. Hashtag Team Buster. P.S. Stop taking one side. Well, thanks, Jinx, for the review and thinking through all the evidence um, on our Dancing Plague episode. And even though you agree with Athena, do you know what, Jinx? I think you're right. I mean, not on the demons bit, as they deaf made everyone dance, but on the taking one side, right? That should stop and everyone should just be on Team Truster. It'd be so much
0: easier. Ah, great messages. Teamwork makes the dream work. We'll see you next time for more Bastille Trust.
1: Ah, that's a bit more comfy. You were right, that armour wasn't great for getting around in. Tiernan, what are you wearing? Are you in your pyjamas? Well, if I can't put on nightwear,
0: then I thought I should put on nightwear. If I was going to give you a knighthood, I would say, Arise, Sir Tiernan of the Ridiculous!